money, deals, tribal knowledge, resources, training, coaching, partnering. We are Texas's largest real estate investor association at texasstarterkit.com. My name is Shanoa Grove. Welcome to the show. Uh, all right. So I uh, want to go ahead and get started with the forecast. So I want to tell you all what it looks like over uh, what it looks like for the rest of 2021. I can't believe we are in October, but the full year forecast for sales uh, expected to be up somewhere between 10 to 15 percent. Now, would it have been possible for up, us to be up 20 to 25 percent sales? What's our limiting factor? You said it earlier. Inventory. Inventory. Inventory is our limited factor, limiting factor. It would be up because people are moving here all the time all the time. This is, this is the motherland, right? Uh, luckily I was almost born here. So I know that, uh, 2021 year over year sales expected to be up as much 5% in some of the markets throughout Texas. Ooh, ah, this is like my buy and holders, like Garrett has the biggest SHIT, uh, uh, grin, SHIT eating grin, uh, that, that his grin outbeats every single one of you right? Because he's been buying and holding. So he's been able to experience these values going up, right? Uh, so why are we seeing values go up? Again, whenever I just point to you, you just say, no, don't say supply and demand. Inventory. Yeah, supply. Okay, good. Yeah. You just leave off the demand part, but we have that too. Yes, we have that too. So let's talk about some of the reasons why our inventory is so low. Uh, I put a list together of about 13 different reasons. And so it's not just one thing. It's about 13 different reasons why our supply or our inventory, so now you have me doing it, thank you, uh, why our inventory is so low. And I'll, uh, uh, I'll, I'll read through them uh, quite quickly. So uh, uncertainty about uh, what's coming. Did any of you guys in March of 2020 or, or May of 2020 say, say like, hey, the world's turning upside down. Why don't we put our house on the market? No, why? Because you're afraid that you might lose your job. You might not have a place, right? Uh, and are the buyers that are coming into my home, are they in good health? Am I going to have to hand sanitize the entire house every time each one leaves? Like, what's my responsibility? Uh, uh, are, uh, do I have someone who's immune compromised who's living in my household with me? Uh, everyone's on Zoom now, right? So does that stream of buyers interrupt your day? We used to, when we put houses on the market, well, I'll just go down to the local Starbucks. Now the Starbucks has removed all of the what? Inventory of chairs. We moved them all into this room, uh, but, but they don't want you to sit there anymore, right? So where do you even go when you put your house on the market and you have a showing? And of course, uh, kiddos meetings uh, as well. And those low interest rates, not just motivating buyers to get in the market, but also motivating sellers to do what? Refinance their properties. And then, and I don't know about you guys, but this last 19 months, more than ever, I have felt my sanction. How many of you guys are homeowners? Keep, higher, higher. Keep your hands up uh, or, or only lower your hands. Keep your hands up. It's okay. I won't, I won't, I won't torture you that long. Um, uh, lower your hands if you did not do some type of a home improvement project in the last ni 19 months. Yeah, just about everybody. It, one, you? Really? You did not. He's like, no, I'm not going to. He bought a new home. He bought a new home. Okay. 
Uh, trick question, trick answer. All right, I'll take that. So a lot of owners are refinancing, right? And making their home their sanctuary because they know they're going to be there for a while. The last market cycle, did that change how builders develop? They were no longer building speculatively. We, we build it, they will come. Now they're building only on spec. I think on average, and Brian, you said you're a home builder, um, before you even start the home, you have to have at least 10 offers on it in the drawer before you'll even like, you know, put out the forms. Yeah, exactly. So that's how builders are building right now. They're they're not building it in advance. Uh, labor shortage, immigration policies, border crossing insecurity, stopping would-be contractors and laborers. Um, and of course, the way we have socialized people. Like we've told people for, for, for years, I mean, when I was a kid, it's like, no, you don't want to work with your hands. No, you want to go out and get a degree. The people who are working with their hands are making more money in their first year working with their hands than the person who's getting a degree is getting in uh, college debt, right? So it's completely imbalanced, uh, but it's creating, a, uh, that imbalance is, that disruption is creating a lot of opportunity. Uh, let's see, material shortage, supply chain disruption. It's only going to take you six weeks to get that dishwasher you just ordered, right? That's slowing down, putting more inventory on the market. Uh, prices have gone up for both labor, material, land, city permitting. Ah, oh, yes, your best friend, the city of Austin, can't wait to come in and fail you on something idiotic. Uh, for those of you who know, you know, right? Uh, so so um, one part of the city, especially here in Austin, is saying, we need affordable housing. And the other part of the city is saying, I'm going to fail you on your inspection report at least five times on something that is really dumb. And it's going to take you twice as long to finish this property because of what I'm doing. Because the inspectors love investors who are building houses. That would be no. That would be no. Um, are they like, hey, let, work with me. Show me what, hey, so we don't have to do this again. Show me what else is wrong. Lady, I'm not your builder. That's what, that's what someone has said to me. And I'm nice most of the time, right? Uh, so I should have told, you know, I should have told the inspector, lock the doors. <laughs> uh, let's see the Elon effect. Elon puts on a cowboy hat, says I'm a Texan, and then everybody moves here, right? Uh, uh, some owners also want to keep their starter homes as rental properties. How many of you guys have done that? Kept your starter home as a rental property, right? Uh, or use it for Airbnb. And of course, the institutional buyers, the hedge funds, uh, are coming as well. And then of course, many houses are not going to foreclosure because uh, we're from the government and we're here to help, right? So we're going to cause a major issue in the housing supply market. And I know even though it's 91 degrees today as a high and February of uh, 2021 seems so far away, but uh, that ice storm removed a lot of properties from the market. We actually looked at one, I'm sorry, on Sunday that they were still waiting to get repairs from the ice storm, okay? Uh, so all of a sudden plumbers were out of copper, all of a sudden plumbers were out of anything to, to weld, all of a sudden everyone's out of PVC for all of the pools that went kaboom. Everyone's also looking for all those Renai outdoor water heaters that also went kaboom. Uh, so that caused an additional shortage for us as well. So as we go through the next part of the presentation, I want to gear you guys up for the market update. So what I'm going to do as part of the market update today is I'm going to show you all of Texas, but then I'm going to do a uh, bigger share of what's happening here in the Austin market because that's where we're here tonight. And then I'll also show you a little bit about what's going on in some of the other major markets like uh, Dallas, Houston, and San Antonio. So let's go and break down the 
all of Texas market. So I'll point out some of the highlights here. So the sales price was up 17% year over year, August 2021 versus August of 2020. We don't have all of the September numbers out yet. So that's why we're still showing the uh, August results. They typically come out roughly around the 15th of the month or so. So that's why uh, we're showing August right now. Uh, so the sales price, again, up 17%. The number of closed sales in Texas were up 1%. What do you think happened here in Austin? Up or down? You're going to say down. What are we comparing? To? No, one year ago. What happened one year ago? The floodgates opened and everyone was allowed out of their houses, right? So there was a lot of pent-up demand. That's why this is only up 1% year over year. What are we comparing it to? So Mark Twain has a, has a quote I love, uh, especially as the market update lady. He says, lies, damn lies, and statistics, right? So let's dig into the statistics to understand why that is. Uh, some of the other things I want to point out for you. So the year-to-date numbers on the bottom half of the slide. So the year-to-date sales are up 10.4% versus last year. And the year-to-date average price up 20.5% versus last year. I'll go to Austin next, and I'll rewind, show some of the other markets as well. <clears throat> uh, the average sales price in Austin was up 24.4% to $574,000. Now, for our buy and hold people in, in here, we're celebrating, right? Uh, for the people who are just now getting here and saying, oh my gosh, I thought Austin was supposed to be an affordable place for us to live. Uh, you're, you're, you're getting that punch in the face, Right. Uh, closed sales were actually down in Austin 5% year over year. <clears throat> but again, don't let that number fool you because we had so much of the floodgates open when it came to uh, the sales uh, in August of 2020. And um, pending sales are also down 12.4% year over year, which is indicative of what we'll see when we get those finalized numbers uh, when we look at September. But again, it's nothing to fret about because we have to have that perspective of what we're comparing it to. The other thing we're seeing right now is a one month supply of inventory. I'm kind of excited that there is a number to the left of the decimal place now, because throughout much of the first part of 2021, it was 0.6 months of inventory, right? So we didn't even have, in some cases, two weeks of inventory overall throughout the city. A uh, year-to-date sales, uh, uh, full year as what we've seen uh, to date through August, up 8% versus uh, year-to-date. And the average price up 33.5% year-to-date. So I'll go ahead and share with you Houston. Uh, so Houston did have an up month, both in terms of average price as well as the number of closed sales. Average price in Houston was up 14% to 380000 And closed sales were up 8.5%. Year-to-date sales up 17.4%. And year-to-date average price up 18%. And San Antonio, uh, who also had an up market in both sales as well as uh, sales price, saw the average price increase to 19%, saw the uh, closed sales up 2%. Year-to-date in San Antonio, sales up 9% versus last year. Year-to-date average up 17% versus last year. And then we'll do the Dallas and Fort Worth market. So the sales were... Uh, down in Dallas, uh, 5%. But again, remember what we were looking at the same time last year, uh, Dallas had even more sales. Uh, so that's why Dallas is, is down a little bit more. But the average price was up 19% to 418000 Year-to-date sales are flat in Dallas, uh, partially because hardly any inventory, uh, partially, again, because 2020 was such a blowout year for Dallas specifically. 
but the year-to-date price in Dallas is up 22% versus last year. And then I know I explained it a few moments ago, but this is just a slide that further goes that goes into a little bit further detail uh, about understanding why the home sales uh, that were on a multi-month positive run hit a little snag in July and why some of the cities, Dallas and Austin specifically, are still in that snag because it was such a blowout month uh, with all of us being allowed to come out of our homes and it hit uh, Austin and Dallas a little bit more uh, severely on both the run up as well as what it currently is right now. And again, remember those year-to-date numbers are still up 10% uh, versus the same time last year. So, And we're forecasting those to continue to be up in spite of the very lack of inventory Uh, We're seeing sales be able to punch through uh, those lines anyway. And guys, for those of you all who are both here with us in person, as well as those of you guys who are here with us online, uh, we want to do something a little different as part of our real estate investor training. So uh, the way that we used to conduct training as part of the Real Estate Investor Association is that we would just tell you guys, hey, keep coming back to the meetings and you'll get more knowledge. You'll get more knowledge. And roughly what that looks like is after about three years, you'll know everything about what the market was three years ago, and you're going to have to start your learning all over again. So we realized uh, throughout uh, this last 19 months that that was maybe a little bit inefficient. So instead of inviting you guys to come back to meeting after meeting after meeting to get educated on how to become a real estate investor uh, at the speed of super slow, what we're doing instead, three-day class to compress all in a course that will allow you to get going in your real estate business um, literally the Monday after uh, go through the course. So what will we talk about in this training? We're going to talk about the 12 investing strategies that we have used, again, to not just survive, but also to thrive in all of these different markets that we've experienced since 2003. Uh, we're going to talk about the marketing campaign so you can find deals even in this very tight market and find those off-market deals, how to find them, also how to negotiate them. So we have something we call the exactly what to say for the real estate investor to make sure you guys are aware of the objections, how to negotiate them, how to put a property under contract, and how to do it in an effortless manner uh, so you don't feel salesy in the event that you don't want to be salesy. Uh, So we're going to teach you how to do that as well. And then you'll get to meet many of the members of the association time members, longtime supporters who uh, look to partner with other members and also look to allow you to access their funds so that you can fund all of your real. And we do something we call experiential learning. Actually, I do a bus tour, but we're bringing the bus through technology, which has been such a beautiful thing over the last almost two years. Uh, We get to bring the bus tour to you. So we're doing like a live video of the house, walk through them with some of the investors that are part of it. To get signed up for that, you can head over to TexasStarterKit.com or you can click or scan the QR code that I've got here for you. And I will tell you that as we've been in this crazy upside down world over the last 19 plus months, we've done something very unusual, uh, which is instead of charging a membership into the Real Estate Investor Association, and a membership fee in order to join us at the three-day training. Right now, we're doing it for free. Uh, So we're going to be doing it for free uh, probably as long as we are all still wearing masks uh, because uh, we want to be able to give back even in this kind of wild environment and encourage investing and encourage investors getting started uh, even, even though the world is a little bit upside down. So I have some dates for you guys to be able to 
uh, show up for this. So we've got some training scheduled for uh, Dallas, for Houston, as well as for Austin. So these are all in the next several weeks. And for those of you guys who are online, you can get our current schedule for these trainings at TexasStarterKit.com. And then for those of you guys who are here, uh, you can take a picture and actually uh, go through the process of getting registered for that. So uh, for those of you who are used to ordering uh, margaritas and fajitas using a QR code at a restaurant, uh, as soon as you put your camera on it, uh, you'll have a pop-up through Safari at the top and you'll just click, click on that. We'll ask you a couple of questions just to make sure we get you registered for the training. We'll also ask you a few questions to make sure that we know where you are starting right now and where you are looking to go in the future. Because one of the things that we're able to do as part of the Real Estate Investor Association is to personally help you weave your plan. So we've been helping investors as, as soon as we got started in the Investor Association. Uh, we have this attitude of wake up and give. Uh, so that's why we are here. And we're also uh, sharing with other investors how you can do this and how you can do this even in this market. So we'll share the ways we pivoted our business personally as well. And for our next present, Texas's largest real estate investor association at TexasStarterKit.com. If you like today's episode, please subscribe, comment, share with other investors, or join us directly at TexasStarterKit.com.